Hey, I'm Scott. And I'm Rusty. And we're the hosts of Libel the Bible. Before the show gets started, we wanted to let you know about our new Patreon page. As the show grows, we're always thinking of ways to make it better. One way we can improve the show is getting proper recording equipment, which gets expensive. We're currently offering two tiers on our Patreon, one of which is simply a donation-level thank you. And the other one gets you exclusive behind-the-scenes content, as well as weekly post-show wrap-up conversations. And who out there doesn't want to listen to me berating Scott after the show wraps up? I know I want to be there for that. Exactly. So head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and help support your favorite oppressed atheists. That's patreon.com slash libelthebible to choose the tier that's right for you. And now... Previously on Libel the Bible. Thanks to Scott's incompetence, we met to record for a third straight night. Thanks to Moses' incompetence, Yahweh denies him entry to the promised land. So Moses does what any abused employee does at the end of their career. Rant. Moses recounts the Israelite journey to the current generation of Israelites. He focuses on all the mistakes made by the prior generations that forced Yahweh to deny them entry into the promised land. He begs them not to make the same mistakes. He drones on and on about the glory days. Talking about, if only Coach had put me in, we'd have one state! I mean, he sees the writing on the wall, and he's gonna let it all out now. He's got nothing to lose. And now, episode 44 of Libel, the Bible. You can sit around all you want saying, I'm Rusty, I know me better than anybody, but I'm Scott, and welcome to Libel the Bible. Recording, man. I'm Rusty, and welcome to Libel the Bible. So, I got a story to tell, Russ. You have a story to tell? Yeah, I got I got a lot on my mind. It's, I've had a really busy, like, ten days. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah probably not, but... Um, it's something you say, you know yeah, what I, I mean? Yeah, just get I on guess. with your fucking story. It's like how you do it and someone tells you, like, shut the <laughs> fuck up. I mean, gets. really, like, what do you want me to say? <laughs> All right. Oh, great, Scott's got a story, everyone. All right, let's... So, so I'm driving up through, I'm driving home, and like, from a long ways off, I took a long ride here to record this, and I was on a major fucking New York City thoroughfare, and it was like a minivan next to me, like, I was like in the left lane of a road, it was a middle minivan. You can't say, like, what? Where you were. Nah, I'm a, you know how I am. I'm fucking I'm paranoid about everything. I okay. don't know no particulars. There's a major thoroughfare in Queens, New York. And um, I see a minivan next to me. And the back of this minivan had mad stickers all over it. It was like, uh, Bernie Forever. Um, fierce, les- uh, fierce Feminism. Yeah. Jesus Was a Liberal. And so I, I, I got stuck at one light. And I couldn't make, quite make it out. So I was lucky enough at the next light to be able to be parked like diagonally back. I could read all the bumper stickers. I liked all of them. Didn't agree with all of them, but I liked the passion and all the bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, I got to talk to this dude. If I can get up alongside this guy at the next light, I'm going to talk to him. I pull up along nec- the next light, right mir- window to window. And I see it's a female. And now I don't want to be like a creepy dude saying, hey, roll down your window. I want to talk about your bumper stickers. So I don't say nothing. You assume it's a female. No, no, I saw it. I was, I was eye to eye. I see it was a female. Oh, I guess, yes. You based, assume it's a female. Based on what I saw, yep. I it was got a you. female. Yeah. yeah, okay, right. All right. Based on your outdated, like, way of looking at the world and reality. <laughs> yeah, she was a she as far as I remember she's being. So 
now we're going to the next light because you know lights suck. I pull up alongside her again. I was like, you know what? I know I have to. I have to do this. So I roll down my window and I give her a little toot toot. She looks over and I, and I go the whole you know the roll down your roll down your window fucking symbol. I'm yeah. like she's gonna think I'm a total creep. Yeah. And she proceeds to roll down her back window, which yeah. is not in line with either of us. Right. And then she, I hear her go, <laughs> silly me. And she rolls down her legit window. Yeah. She's like, hey, how are you? I was like, listen, I don't mean to be weird and creepy or whatever. I just want to give you a thumbs up on all the stickers on the back of your car. Yeah. I, I, I respect and appreciate all that shit. Little did I know I was going to have the longest red light conversation of my life. <laughs> so she goes... Wow, thanks. The last person who asked me to roll down my window and mention my bumpers, my stickers, threw a 72-ounce Slurpee at me and my fucking car with my four kids in the backseat. Oh, my God. And I went, what? Snowflakes. She said, yeah, well, apparently I'm a fucking rhino. I hate Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And this, I was like, you got attacked? She's a rhino. Republican name only. I know. Why would she be a rhino? She's got Bernie stickers. Well- I mean, I don't know. Listen, I don't know. Listen, it was it was ridiculous. Okay, go ahead. The, but the gist of the story is somebody threw a 72-ounce fucking Slurpee at her. Yeah. First of all, I'm pretty sure that's expensive. Yeah. It's good they have expendable income like that. So I said, wait a minute. What did you tell this person? She's like, what am I going to tell you? I, I'm a Jesus-loving, this, that, and the other thing. And she mentioned Jesus a couple of times. You should have so told like, her about libel the Bible. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> of course I would have. Like, I'm ready to sit down for four hours with this woman. Mm-hmm. Right, so she's like, "Yeah, um, I'm Jesus loving, blah 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 blah." So I was like, "Wait a minute, what are you, biblical Jesus or Republican Jesus?" Mm-hmm. She goes, "Biblical Jesus," and I was like, "Now I'm starting my spiel." I'm like, "I haven't gotten to that part yet," and I think she was probably thinking like, "I haven't gotten to that part of my story to you at this red light." Mm-hmm. So, um, blah blah blah. I was like, "No, I, I don't have to. I just wanted to say, no, no, in all sincerity, thumbs up." And then, of course, the light turned green. People were honking at us because we didn't move for like 32 <laughs> seconds, right? People want to get the fuck home. Yeah. So I was like, toot, toot. She's like, great meeting you. See you around, blah, blah, blah. And I left. And the whole time I was on my way home thinking, is she a fan of Jesus? Or because if you saw me, now you don't know me. It's getting twilight. You're, you're, you're a smallish woman. I'm some dude that looks like me that pulls up alongside, rolls wait, down wait, my wait, window. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Say all that slower. All right. I pull up alongside you. Yeah. You're a smallish woman Ooh, who had yeah. a 72-inch Slurpee nice. thrown oh. at you. Which on a good, on a different day, that might be a fun thing. I can get, I can get right. into the that. Sticky, what am I wearing? The stickiness afterwards? <laughs> Not much. Whatever it is, it's soaked in Slurpee. <laughs> all right. Go ahead. Right? It's sti- when you try to take it off, it's going to stick to you right. a little. I'm sorry. So continue. So uh, now I was curious. Like, Did she mention Jesus? Because if I roll a window down next to you in twilight and I start talking about your shit on the back of your car do you want to like bridge the gap between us by immediately assuming I'm a fan of Jesus because look at me I look like a skinhead I look like one of these fucking guys that were on top of the 405 freeway saying honk if you you trust Kanye you believe in Kanye so I'm like I hope that wasn't her takeaway from that like she felt she had to get like on the same level as me because I looked apart I think anybody that name drops Jesus is probably that's like their thing and they're like dropping it to see if that's your thing too, to see your response. So it's like if you're like a white supremacist, you're going to drop like the N-bomb like fairly early, like in a conversation with another white person to see like how they react. If you're, you know what I mean? Like, so like whatever click you're with, like 
you try and drop it early right. on. So I just learned about apparently in the swingers community, like the women will go into like supermarkets and they have like pi- an upside down pineapple of in course. their shopping cart. You know, you know this. I, I don't know the detail. I remember so- hearing something about an upside down. Pineapple. So I just like read this like in a Reddit like comment thread, and then like I went because every time I read something you went in a Reddit the supermarket? comment thread, I gotta like go and like find like if it's true or not. You gotta like, do your research. Every- yeah, on Reddit, everyone's an expert. It's unbelievable. Like I'll read like an article put out by NASA.com. About gov. like dot gov. You're, you're I'm an sorry, idiot. dot gov. So whatever. That's not comes. I, that, a scam. You're right. I am an idiot because I didn't know that. You're right. You didn't know it. It's no, just, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I'm an idiot. So um, they'll put out an article about the James Webb Telescope and it found this and this is why it's significant. And on Reddit, there's invariably always someone upvoted, like really upvoted, who's like. <laughs> Let me explain to you why this article is incorrect and why the NASA scientists are wrong. Because I'm a commenter on Reddit. <laughs> you know? I'm a fucking neckbeard on Reddit. And I wait, know wait, wait, better. A, a neckbeard. I don't know what any of these terms are. Yeah, it doesn't I got matter. It. I got it. I don't want to lose So in a Reddit like comment thread, I saw the pineapple thing. So that's another so there's like signals, you know what I mean? Kind of like Remember that senator, that Republican senator from, like, Idaho who was in the bathroom in the airport? And, like, his signal was he would put his foot under the stall. He would go into the bathroom stall and, like, to find gay men who wanted to have sex with him, he would slide, like, his shoe under the stall into the next stall. And, like, that was the signal for, like, gay men in that airport bathroom. So, nice. like, you don't remember this? When I that do, guy not got caught? Mentioned. Yeah, not And he was, like, one of the biggest anti-gay senators in, they like, Congress. Are. Yeah. So, I think when she dropped Jesus, it was to see what you would respond. Okay. Fair enough. But I'll tell you this. I'm okay with that. She's got a community she's looking to embrace with. That's not my community. But based on the... Three, not even, it's probably a total, how long is it, two red lights? Two and a half minutes, whatever it is. Based on it that. It depends. Why don't you tell us exactly what street and where the lights are, and I could tell you how long that light is. It was in Queens, New York. <laughs> that's all, that's enough. Okay. Well, then um, I, we don't know how long the light was. So, oh, you, oh, no, that's, I did ask that question. But um, it wasn't long. But I would totally, like, indulge her in more conversation because I didn't I hate to say this. I felt like, and and your wife's mother might be right. I don't I haven't met the dude yet, but I was like, ah, I like the energy she was projecting from her car. Like that was a put, good, positive Jesus energy, mm-hmm. not the energy I'm usually getting mm-hmm. from the Bible and stuff well, like that. I mean, cult leaders are always charismatic, and and some of their biggest like, some of their biggest followers and recruiters are also like charismatic. You know what I mean? Do you think she's like at the next level? She's like a recruiter for them? Like I don't know like, if she's a recruiter. She's like, Jesus, you down? Sign up. You think? You think? Well, it seems like she's up for talking to strangers who ask her to roll down her window randomly. You know what I it mean? It was polite. Still, it's it's very. It's, I could have been telling her like like there's a guy, there's an axe murderer in your back seat. Like yeah. there's like, no, it's look, in her best interest to roll down her window. Knowing you, I understand the skit that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like I I get that. But from her point of view, it's odd that, like, she would 
roll down the window. But Considering she had a 72-inch Slurpee thrown in her face with her exactly. kids in the car. She might... She might so wait, so maybe, is maybe the just, point of the story that... Are you preparing me for the fact that you're going to be like a Jesus convert? Because that's what Amy keeps saying. Amy no, keeps saying... Once you get like Scott, Scott's totally susceptible to like conversion. <laughs> oh, by no. the way, before I forget, I, this is gonna like totally throw us off topic. But no, that's all right. This topic's done. it. Kind of, it kind of is on topic too because just like that woman was a Jesus freak. I didn't say she was a Jesus freak. Uh, we watched with with Noah for the first time over the weekend. I was like, hey, let's watch this movie. We watched airplane shut up shut up shut the fuck up i was gonna say did you watch airplane we you know watched why airplane why because last night i was with, i was with my aging father mm -hmm. and we got stuck watching the pluto tv or me tv yeah. or something whatever yeah, some yeah, streaming yeah, shit that's good and it was all black and white movies mm -hmm. and the last one we watched was a movie about a plane that was about to crash and the antics that went on on the plane and i remember airplane was about it was actually a satire of an actual movie yes so i was like and was that the movie yeah i don't think it was he said it was it was um the high and mighty mm -hmm. which i don't think it was the movie it was based on yeah. but i kept saying i was waiting for like somebody to go in and go and don't call me shirley like, i was waiting for all yeah. these moments in the movie so noah did not get those jokes but he did get a lot of other jokes he nearly pissed his pants when the plane was like experiencing turbulence and the camera pans and it's like, you know, the bowl of jello yeah. and then it's like the boobies. Right. He fucking laughed so hard during that, like shit like that. Um, he laughed hard at the guy who was waiting in the cab. Remember the very beginning of the movie, <laughs> the main character who winds up flying the plane, he's Striker. a cab driver. So he shows up to the airport because he's like chasing a lane. So he like pulls his cab in and the guy gets in and Stryker gets the meter going. He's like, I'll be right back. Right. So then like the guy's sitting in the cab and then like halfway through the movie, you've forgotten about this guy. All of a sudden, like the camera goes back and he's like sitting in the cab, like looking out the window. Like $200 you know what I mean? Right. Noah fucking loved that. Really? Yeah, he nice. got that. Yeah. But um, there was a lot of really like funny shit. Even for me, there was definitely some, yo, he like totally got. The joke where Elaine was blowing the autopilot. I was going to say, was that in that one or the second one? He totally like understood what was going on. Um, oh, right, right. She blew the autopilot in the was second deflating. one. Yes. In the second one, the name of the computer was Rock. Uh-huh. And, and, and they was talking about blowing the computer. She's like, blow Rock? And she had like, that sultry <laughs> voice on. So, yeah, they visited that twice. All right, yeah. good. Good. So, no. But it's, it's just, it's a really funny movie, man. And there are some... Things that never get old. When fucking Lloyd Bridges is doing his whole, like, I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. You know, like, when he did, like, all of those, <laughs> it was just the delivery. Like, everything was perfect. Do you realize it was years before I even heard of it? He says, I picked the wrong week to quit methamphetamines. It wasn't until, like, Breaking Bad that I knew what a methamphetamine was. Yeah, yeah good job on he you, Sudafed guy. That, though. I bet you didn't. He said, "It's um, looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. He said that, too. I don't remember the methamphetamine. Maybe that was airplane, too, then? Maybe. All right. That sounds right. Well, either way, that was early. That no, was early on so in my meth career. That was really funny. So he kept asking to see, like, airplane two, airplane two. He Did he think there was going to be more horizontally shaking boobies in airplane two? 
<laughs> and I gotta say this, and I'm yeah. not talking. I don't want to disrespect anybody of any gender. Yeah. That movie came back what late seventies, early eighties, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. That woman. Oh, so the reason I thought of that movie, why it's kind of a transition from your Jesus car woman, is because of the Hari Krishna in the airport. That's another part that he was laughing at when that fucking, when that air traffic controller, like captain guy, like was walking through the airport and just started fucking them up. Get the fuck out of my way, hippie. You hippie piece of shit. Oh, that's funny. But when Noah gets older, he'll understand. Back in 1980, and again, times were different. To see someone with such a large breast with a smallish figure that could shake back and forth like that was rare. You remember a lot of do you remember a lot of women in the nineteen eighties with really big boobs based in a small frame? I don't remember that. In the nineteen eighties, that 1980. was eighty. Forget nineteen eighties, nineteen eighty. I would say that was like the standard. All right. Well, I'm going to say a this: small frame and big tits. That's like Playboy. That's oh. the standard. Well, I'm gonna say this: I was eight years old playing with Matchbox cars. You fucking perv, all right? So maybe I didn't. I didn't realize. The first it. boobs that I saw on film was Animal House. We lived when yeah. we moved to America. We lived in Brighton Beach, and there was a movie theater in Brighton Beach, Oceana. I was gonna say it was and the movies Oceana. were like a fucking dollar. I don't even remember what they were. And my sister and I would go to the movies, and uh, we got in. We saw Jaws which was not a good idea because we lived literally a block away from the boardwalk. Like, we were right across the street from the boardwalk. Right. And that and summer, could jump, I right? did not want to. Yeah, well, tell that to a fucking six-year-old who'd yeah. just seen Jaws. Yeah, now you're six. Um, so I saw Animal House in that movie theater. Mm -hmm. It was like it was when it was released, like 1978 or so. Mm. Um, and I was like seven. And John Belushi climbed up on that ladder and he's like peeping through the window, which is predatory now, you know, like you would get arrested for that. But back then it was like in a comedy because, you know, 1978, those were different times. Man. Those, are different those are different times. times. Yes. Right. So that kind of behavior was. So it's always sunny does a great episode where um, they go to the ski lodge. And mm. everything's different on the mountain. And it's basically like a parody of like all 80s like ski movies, you know, yeah, yeah, where it's yeah. like the bad guy challenges you to a race and then you yeah. got to race for the mountain. And then like there's like hijinks in the showers and this and that. So the whole episode is basically like them pointing out like, yo, man, you can't do that. That's sexual assault. Like you'll go to like prison for that, you know. <laughs> So sexual assault's funny. Something you should be laughing about right now. No, it's funny how accepted it used to be, yeah, like in the past. It yeah, crazy. it yeah. must have been. I, I mean, it still must be terrible to be a woman in many ways. You know what I mean? But like back then, like it must have been really fucking horrific. You realize more the more men like you that get married and off the market, the better it is for women in general. Yeah, why is that? No, that's why. <laughs> like, because you're off the market. Like, they don't have to deal with you. Like, people like you, men like you. Let me tell you something. No, you don't have to tell me anything, man. We're good. A woman would be <laughs> happy to be with an enlightened man like myself. This is the old Rusty. 43 episodes ago, you said that on air. What did I say? You said you would be... Lucky to know us because we have I have so much interesting there you things go. to Episode say. Episode one, like it's about time. Welcome back, Rusty. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Did it, did that's, it, all, did that's all I know did. from Welcome Back, Kata. You seventies, eighties chicks. 
Smash those keys. <laughs> so what else is up? Um, nothing. I think I, you know, that was. I had a lot. I had a lot going on this week. I don't want to waste the entire preamble here with um my story. The latest thing that happened was that woman in the car, and I'm like, uh, I wish her well, and her kids, and her husband, and hope she doesn't get slurpied anymore. The British Prime Minister resigned. She lasted like four and a half Scaramucci's. Remember Scaramucci? <laughs> I hate to say this. When Scaramucci got into he was the press secretary, right? I forgot what his yeah, role it was. was. Yeah. When he got into that position, yeah. I went, come on, everybody. Can we stop taking anything about this administration seriously and yeah. just enjoy the laughs? Yeah. And I like him even more when he retired. Like I was like, this guy's such a clown. Like, yeah. he's a rich clown, but yeah. not well, rich, he's but not he's rich. Very not rich. critical of. I mean, he's rich. Why not? Yeah, I guess you don't he think is. he's rich? He's got all my money and all your money and he's... everybody else's money. They fucking invested in the stock market. That <laughs> was my fucking air quotes in case you didn't fucking he's, hear that. He has like at least ten million, twenty no, million. I'd say good for you. Him. Don't think that's wealthy? It's wealthier than you see this thing. It's covered in dirt. Like it's covered Scott's in dirt. pointing at our digital audio uh, converter. Uh, it's the box that our microphones uh, go into. It's a real piece of shit. That's uh, a good opportunity, by the way, to bring up, uh, you know, talk about our uh, Patreon. Uh, we want to thank our um, patrons for sure. Yeah, uh, we really appreciate patrons. the early support. Um, we've got stuff coming out. You know, we've got some bonus material. We've got bonus material in the can already. Um, so tomorrow, or actually, I guess when uh, Tuesday. Oh, I don't know why I'm even talking about timeline because I'm thinking, you know, we're good. Other, good. That's in the can. This is next Tuesday. I know, but the, the time doesn't mean anything to the people listening because who knows when the fuck they'll be listening. So anyway, this is being recorded the day before, like, last week's episode gets published tomorrow morning. It sounds confusing. confusing. <laughs> that's just cleared it all totally, up. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally confusing everybody. <laughs> so long story short, we've got bonus content for our patrons We've got our regular show coming out for everybody else. We want to thank our patrons very much. And we want to tell everyone else that we have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash libelthebible. We offer two tiers. Um, currently in our second tier, we are offering bonus content. We record after the show, we discuss shit that we talked about during the show. We have typically been discussing my mental state over the past uh, couple of episodes. Exciting stuff. Um, yeah. As you could see today, um, I have totally made a breakthrough and everything is rosy and sunshine now. So I just wanted to throw a shout out to that Patreon. Um, go check it out. We've got also polls up there. You don't have to be a member to participate in, in the polls. Um, For now. We're going to be posting questions. And you know what I'm thinking about, Scott? I'm thinking about maybe leaving here with a microphone every week and uh, just hooking it up to a USB and my uh, computer at home and just like throughout, you know, over the course of the week when we're not recording, if I feel like, you know, I need to like say something for 10 or 15 minutes, maybe record like a 10 or 15 minute monologue or dialogue and uh, make that available for um, our patrons and wow. add that to like the second nice. tier. I've been telling you to take a microphone home for a while for a different reason, but yeah, you no, know, basically, so you don't, yeah, come you, you don't want me coming <laughs> over. I got you, man. I got you. 
But yeah, if, if you could record like a 5, 10, 15, 20 minute monologue at home, yeah, yeah. so I don't have to listen to it while no, you're No, it'll yeah, be about be you. Great. I'm sure I, I, yeah, I'll have like matter. a picture of you like on a computer monitor <laughs> so I can like look at you and I'll have you talking, but I'll just like, you know, ignore you, talk yeah. over you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the dream, really. <laughs> you've, you've made it. The dream it, is just to have you sitting there like the meat puppet. The meat puppet. I don't like puppet. that term. It's kind of, I don't know. I get bad feelings when I hear about that. Yeah. Meat puppet. So what do you think about that? About what? As a serious idea. Me taking a microphone when I go home. I definitely think you should do that. Uh, all right. As a matter of fact, I have a microphone. It's, um, are these Samson's? Yeah, Samson q I've got an old Samson back when he used to have parties back at the funhouse. Yeah, can you do me a favor? Can you stop rocking? No. Can you stop shaking your leg? I can. You just did that just as I asked, though. All right, so I can can stop rocking. Look at that. Our anxieties have disappeared. I appreciate it. All right. Are you off your meds? Yeah. Let's see how long I can stop rocking and you can stop shaking your leg. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about the microphone first. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I found a Samson microphone up in my uh, home office that I used to use during uh, the the funhouse days on Pickett Avenue. We used to walk around with the wireless mic. Mm-hmm. It's still got that mic. Okay. It's a Samson mic. It looks like this, and it's wireless. Okay. So, I don't know, in case you want to bring it to the bathroom with you while you're on the bowl, you want to record stuff. Like, we'll check it out before we leave. Well, what can you record into? It, you record into the microphone itself? Oh, you know what? No, no. It needs like an excellent. Yeah, all right. We'll talk about it later. It's no big deal. Okay. But we'll check it out. The patrons can find out what kind of right. mic it is. So, that's why I knew that the microphone content was going to go nowhere. That's why I was leaning more towards the Fuck meds off, man. aspect right. of it. Let's talk about me. Yeah. Go ahead. You asked me if I'm off the I meds. I asked you. I'm off the meds. I haven't gone back on. No. Okay. Okay, so here's my question to you. My understanding is the reason that you were off the meds. <laughs> yes. Right. This this conversation is headed towards Scott needing to be back on the meds. But All right, let's see. Let's, 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 see get let's get there. Let's get there. Let's get there. Okay. Um, the reason that you stopped taking your meds was you were going away on a trip to Maine. You said that. You've already disclosed that. Yes. I'm not disclosing. I'm not disclosing any information that is not out there. I hit Connecticut, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire too, but the main goal was Maine. Yes. So now in the lead up to that, you were running low, blah, blah, blah. This and that happened. You couldn't get your prescription and you left for Maine without your prescription. Yes. Okay, so that's understandable. From what my wife says, that should have been affected you on the trip anyway, because it takes like the however long or for like is, right that kind of medication yeah. to like wear off. Okay. Here's my question. So now you're back. You've been back two weeks, maybe. So the question is, why do you think it's a good idea not to be medicated when three weeks earlier you thought it was a good idea to be medicated? So why do I think it's not a good idea to be medicated now? What changed? What? How did you Why go? You say, I didn't change anything, man. You want? I still don't feel like I should be on meds. So you were taking meds the whole time, thinking you shouldn't be taking meds. Wait, wait, the whole time, the whole time I was on meds. Yes. I was on meds for years, dude. That's what I'm saying. No, absolutely not. No, I needed them. Okay, so I absolutely fucking so needed them. At what point did you realize you don't need them? Um, I th- I honestly think it was more of I didn't want them than I didn't think I needed them. 
I wanted to see. It was basically, it was time for me to see with all the coping mechanisms that have been taught to me, all the tools that were put in my toolbox by my therapist and like just my my evolution as a okay. person. I want to see if I can handle it without meds. Okay. I'm not saying getting off meds is for everybody. I'm not even saying it's right for me yet. I'm just saying it's right for me right now. I have a question. Sure. Do you feel that you are self-reflective enough to be able to gauge uh, the differences in your behaviors and um, identify the ones that are positive as a result of being off the meds as well as the ones that are negative? That is a good question. Um, I think... My, my initial reaction to that is yes. However, I also feel I'm, I'm about three weeks removed from the meds now. There is a definite racing going on in my brain. It's like it's like a drug withdrawal. It's like, um, so I don't think right now I'm the best judge of how I'm reacting on an everyday basis or like to things right now. But when I was on the meds, I knew, I, I feel like once I'm off, like, whatever withdrawal I'm going through, I think I'm reflective enough to know whether or not I'm going to need to go back on. I don't know if that answers your question. Like, do I think I'm, I know enough about myself to, like, not overreact, to chill You're, out? To you act? answer my question. You're not ready to understand anything yet. Your brain is still, like, fucking unwinding from, like, being on the drug, so you're not, like, really able to, like, tell right now. You're still waiting to, like, when get I made, more yes. clear-headed. When I made the decision to stop the meds, I felt I was in a position to be able to cope okay. without them. Wait, you, you, I want you to listen. I want you to listen. I'm sorry. I felt I was in a position to, that I could cope without them. But... I'm asking everybody in my life for the next three, I'm three weeks in, maybe another three, four weeks to bear with me while I get my footing again. And I will see then if I am truly capable of dealing with you fucking assholes without being medicated. Okay. So understood. Have you done any reading about stopping that medication and what to expect? Yes. So are you experiencing those things? Is that why you're saying, like, this is how my brain feels right now and I'm going to be able to judge better in however long? Um, well, part of that is reading. Like, Listen, I was in therapy for years. I was reading about this for years. But as far as the, the, the abrupt cessation of taking the medications, I've been reading up on those, and it's strangely enough, like they, what they describe was going to happen has happened to me. Have you been drinking um, more? No change. Actually, drinking less. Maybe a little more is often. That honest? No, no, it is often. Maybe a little more often, but a little le- but less, definitely less quantity. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not getting like, I can't drink three bottles. Like, dude, man, on this medication, mm-hmm. when I was having a good time and I didn't want the good time to end. Mm-hmm. Dude, I can drink three bottles of wine by myself. And then when it hit me, it hit hard mm-hmm. because alcohol is a depressant. I was on antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And eventually the alcohol won out because, you know, I wasn't taking, maybe I need to take more antidepressants when I drink more alcohol. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm drinking more often, but less quantity, much less quantity. So ideally, the, the equilibrium that you would like to find has to do with tuning down your anxiety 
Is that like where we're getting at? It's anxiety. It's it's hard to say now. I initially went on the stuff because I had mad anxiety problems. Is it paranoia? I had pa- no, not paranoia. Not paranoia. Not paranoia. Anxiety. No. Anxiety. A generalized anxiety is sort of stemming from. I used to have like an acute panic about disorder. your health. No, it warped into that. It was just a generalized anxiety. Like I was always constantly racing. I had to get shit done. If I didn't, like you said, if I don't do it. Nobody's gonna do it. You know, I went through fucking some shit when with you this were place. in therapy. Yeah. Did they get to the bottom? I don't like your fucking tone, your man. Anxi- I don't like your fucking tone. <laughs> Did they get to the bottom of your anxiety? Um, they got to a lot of my anxiety. Okay. Whether it was the bottom, yo, man, I'm so layered. Yeah. You ain't ever gonna get to the bottom. Okay, that's fair. That's and you fair. know what? I gotta be honest with you. Yes. The amount of money they pay, like cl- clinical licensed clinical social workers, mm-hmm. they don't deserve to get to the bottom of me. That's unfair to them. Yeah. Like I need, I need an upgrade in like the level of pay that the person's getting to get to the bottom of me. I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, they're not listening. Mm-hmm. I have, I have nothing but amazing respect and appreciation for what my therapist was able to do with me. Do I think she got to the bottom of everything? There's no chance. She didn't have the time. Right. She has, she has her own life. She needs to live. Yeah. Do you think it's possible to ever get to the bottom of someone? Um, I think it's possible for you to get to the bottom of you with a lot of fucking work sure i don't think it's possible for me to get there i can come along on the journey with you Mm -hmm. but you have to take us there we can help guide you Mm -hmm. and stuff so oh did i turn that around like that i'm sorry i didn't mean it like that i'm just i'm saying you as in anybody listen i'm not i'm saying of course listen i concede that i am severely like i have pathologies for certain and i have many picadillos and idiosyncrasies that's that a little vocabulary list i think picadillo right possibly because i was like there's a subway line possibly all right i think it's time we uh talk about somebody oh, else why are you changing problems. the subject oh you want to talk this, about you is we can this talk about, conversation listen, making you no, uncomfortable no it's on you now it's not on me anyone we hit a nerve no it's just i'm you know dude man i've been wrestling with your psychology for mm-hmm. so long mm-hmm. it was a it was it was a pleasure to talk about mine for a change uh. <laughs> so no we but see what we transitioned off me onto you so i don't want to talk about it anymore okay that's fair but if you want to come back to me we can no come no, back no to that's me. fair let's right. let's keep it on me and and you asked me anyway you asked how i was going to react when you decided to be the one with the clipboard and the pen and I was on the couch. You were, you were wondering how I was going to react. Yes. Yeah. Hope I met your expectations. Well, in fairness, I was asking very highly intelligent questions of you, so. As opposed to what? Well, I mean, listen back to some of those shows. <laughs> questions I asked? Yeah, I mean, listen, I don't want to say anything bad, but I've heard people talking. Ask them. Ask anybody. They say, they say I, I'm great. <laughs> they say I was really great, the best they've ever heard. That's yeah, what they said. Really? They said Scott, not so much, but that's okay. They said Sir. He 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 pulls his weight. Sir, you're the best I've ever he, heard. He he's like the setup man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Listen, man, I don't mind. So I'm just telling you what I heard from people. That's fine. Oh, and um, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm yeah. gonna have a lot of thoughts racing through my head tonight. No, maybe you should go on some medication. Took uh, Noah to his first Ranger game last night at the Garden. It was fucking awful. The Rangers got trounced, trounced. A child could not have gone to a worse, like, first, like, NHL game 
Like really? it was boring, and they got trounced. Yeah. If 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 the game was being played at the enemy's arena, and you were fans of the enemy, was it a boring game, or we was it an f- awesome, exciting game? Because you were the trouncing team, right? No. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between a boring game and like, fuck, we got trounced. Well, yeah, you're going to root for your team. You're not going to root for the other team. No, but boring, boring can often be like a like a one run. It was game. boring anyway because they were playing a counter attack, so they would like counter attack our offense. But you're just playing devil's advocate anyway. You're not even interested. You're busy fucking texting. What are you doing? I'm right not texting. Now? What are you doing? I'm looking at something. You look at your phone all the what time. Are you I'm looking. Fu- I'm, you know what? You're, yeah, I'm, go ahead. Like, tell me. I'll, I'm going to tell you. I got a text from a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you and Rusty do get married, will you invite me to the wedding? LOL. That's a test to see if you know what episode I just listened to. So we mentioned getting married? Was I don't even know. I had mentioned, do you think people are going to think, like, are they going to get together at the end of the podcast? Yeah. But I thought that was the lost episode. Yeah. So someone texted you that? Yeah, someone texted me that. So it was it was fucking it was podcast adjacent. So someone's man. listening to the episode right now as we're recording. Uh, I don't know. All right. Why don't you put your phone away and let's get in, get on with it? Because I'm pulling up my notes for tonight. Oh, so you didn't know so I didn't, you I didn't know I wasn't so pulling up my notes. So we're gonna be doing Deuteronomy four and five. Deuteronomy. Um, I'm gonna be holding Scott's hand through this. Because things have been tough for Scott. He's not on his meds. I, I said I've been busy. All right, so. You know, it's people like you that add the stigma to people like me. Yeah. Okay. Man up. So, Deuteronomy. As COVID. Yowza. Sorry. Okay. So, you got all your aggression out, all your was, little. I had no aggression. Uh-huh. Oh, Rusty's going to read and Rusty's going to talk now. And, oh, I don't have my notes this week. Yeah, you know so what? I'm going to cough like the second he's what about if, to take his butt to win the Masters. That's when I have a coughing fit. Why don't you listen back? Whatever. Go ahead. Okay. So as we can recall in Deuteronomy, Moses is basically now addressing this new generation of Israelites. But Moses is... Like the boomer, and he's addressing all the Gen Zs. I prefer you know? to consider him like the the town elder, the village elder. Well, tone is bard's tales. It's if I was them though, I wouldn't take him seriously yeah. because who the fuck is he? He's not even getting into the promised land. I'm getting into the promised yeah. land. I did everything Yahweh right. asked of me. You're right. Okay, this boomer. guy, right. he's You're been right. fucking around. Yeah. He's just like old man yelling at cloud at this point. And the funny part is, he's probably, like, everybody that came up with Moses is dead. Yes, everyone, all their generation. He's the last one. Nobody can even defend him, say, no, listen to what he has to say. He sounds like an old fucking crazy man. Bro, so later on, when he starts, like, talking some shit, it's like, well, yeah, he could say that because no one is alive to dispute any of the shit that he's saying. It's almost like everything we've read so far in yeah. this book. So he's like, you know, when he tells like the whole congregation later on, we'll get into it when he's like, and when God spoke through me to you and it's like, who, no one can verify that. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we are. Moses is addressing this whole congregation right before they're about to like enter the promised land. And he knows he's not going to make the promised land because he popped off to Yahweh. So Moses 
is going to command obedience. That's like the first section. Moses commands obedience, but not so much to him, right? Yeah, but I, 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 I somehow feel when I read it at first, Moses commands obedience, like you will do this and you will do that, and like he had a he was in command, mm-hmm. but that's not really what it was. It's not. He was being told. Like, he was telling them, you better be obedient because this guy's, this God's going to kill you. He was warning them. <laughs> yeah, like, this wasn't about respect. This was about no. fear. Yes, he's he's warning them, if you know what's good for you, yeah. you're going to listen to Yahweh or, you know, he's going to fuck you up. Do you think so? he, someone said, yeah, I got it. Do as I say, not as I do, because, <laughs> like, you ain't getting in. <laughs> fuck are you. Fuck him. <laughs> Not a fan of Moses, in case I didn't mention that 40 times already. All right, so Deuteronomy 4, mm-hmm. verse 2. Moses says this to the congregation. You must neither add anything to what I command you, nor take away anything from it, but keep the commandments of the Lord your God with which I am charging you. So, don't fucking add no shit. Don't, like, leave no shit out. You got to follow instructions to, like, the letter of the fucking law. Even if you think you're doing right. All right. You ain't, just don't do it. All right. Now, verse 6. You must observe them diligently, for this will show your wisdom and discernment to the peoples, who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and discerning people. For what, hold on, for what other great nation has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is whenever we call to him? And what other great nation has statutes and ordinances as just as this entire law that I am setting before you today? So, do you think when he's on the news... Like the camera gets him from like the torso up, but underneath he's giving the jerk off symbol. <laughs> like this is just bullshit. Yeah, he's probably got like some slave girl like underneath blowing him while he's like. No, that's not. I wasn't speech, making no. it sexual. I meant like like this is all bullshit. Like get the fuck out of no. here with this. Like the camera's showing me like this, and I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. But a slave girl is that what you him. would be doing? Like you'd be like, oh, no, duh, I'd have a like, slave girl blowing me <laughs> on the six o'clock news. So you admit it. I'm not denying it. <laughs> All right. So what he's talking about here, do you even understand what he's talking about here? Yeah, In your of course cynicism? I do. Yeah, of course I do. Go ahead. Break it down for Basically, us. you left the word out when you started reading. When you say you must observe them diligently, you must observe the ordinances laid forth b- before you. Well, I'm just diligently. reading. Diligently. I'm just reading like no, it, but you, but you the missed, quote like, from the, sen- the Bible. The sentence before was okay, the, maybe. Like, more Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, so do you know what you're reading? So obviously, like once you're a, like a sentence or two in, you understand that you must be obeying like the commands. I mean, it's it's obvious. But go ahead. So by obeying the commands, go ahead. How does this benefit them? <laughs> you don't get dead <laughs> because that's what's gonna happen. Well, it seems like it's also like some kind of honor, and it's like it's kind of like they're being role models for other religions, like. Everyone's going to look at you and be like, oh, shit. Like, they follow, like, their God actually gives them, like, laws to follow, you know? It's not just, like, some crazy, like, pagan God where you go out into the woods and, like, you know? Like, there are, like, laws and rules and regulations. And laws because we're stiff-necked and we're fucking... I'm sorry. Dude, you're going to get me going again. 
you fucking dumbasses mm-hmm. that need to be told exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Because then you can say if somebody outside your fucking circle isn't doing exactly as you were told to do, mm-hmm. they're the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that you can't think on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's why everybody these days is so all about restrictive laws, mm-hmm. oppressing women, mm-hmm. because we don't have to think then. Mm-hmm. We don't have to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sorry, Moses is trying to mm-hmm. twist it like this is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think your argument or your energy... And your willingness to throw people under the bus and be angry at them is misdirected. I think your anger should be directed at the people writing the Bible. Again, you're treating these Israelites like they're a real group of people that fled like Egypt and are like, have been like wandering the desert for 40 years. Hold on, let me finish. I'm not stopping you. But I see, like you, you're like, get you're, over you're my facial expressions, man. No, you're I was turning my wine that I don't drink on. so much I anymore. I am conditioned to you like cutting yeah. into it. So just, just hold off and listen. So you're arguing against, like you're taking the Israelites at face value. Like this really happened, okay? The story that's being written is a way to control the people of that time. So your argument should be against the rabbis and the powers that be that want this out there. First of all, I think you're advancing the story thousands of years. This story isn't about control. Like, who who, who wants control? The people in charge? You're supposed to follow Yahweh's rules to the letter of the law. That's control, but who, who is in control here? The authorities, the rabbis see, are where, in control. First of all, I've never heard of a rabbi. Rabbis don't exist yet. Okay, so the Levites. No, the Levites are just the henchmen. No, the Levites are the ones who like lay down like the laws and like you got to go to no. them to like get no. like talk to God and like. Yeah, because right. Yahweh makes it that way. Because Yahweh, is, obvious Yahweh is real. There's an obvious this hierarchy. This is to keep people under control. But it's for Yahweh to keep them under control. Okay. I don't know who these rabbis you speak of or anything. Are you arguing? So, again, so we're back to this. So you're arguing that this is an an historical event that is occurring. Yes. Okay. So to me, can I be honest? (laughs) I would expect nothing less. Okay. I'm going to be blunt. (laughs) All right. just, just, Just bludgeon me, man. If you honestly believe that this is a historical event that has occurred, to me, that is as naive as someone believing that, you know, the Noah's Ark story happened is real. Like, mm. it's just as naive. All right. Or the Garden of Eden or no, any of I'm that. Just, just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen, man. Just because I didn't see it. Yes, I agree with that. Just because nobody knows. But it takes a lot. But there's got to be a lot more in between I didn't see it and it happened. Right? Says you. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I didn't see 12 galaxies colliding at the same time last night in my backyard. Did it happen? Yes. Why, Just because you didn't see it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Do you have any historical text that says that happened? 
All right, let's move on. Do you have any contemporary text that says it happens? I'm done with this skit. Let's move on. <laughs> Everything's so, a skit that you start, though. We're at Deuteronomy 4, verse 10. How you mm-hmm. once stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Assemble the people from me, and I will let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me as long as they live on the earth and may teach their children so. Yeah. Now, let's break that down, Scott. Please do. Yes. Okay. So, Yahweh's purpose in speaking to the people at Horeb was to basically tell them that he's, you know, in charge and that he will fuck them up. Don't yeah. fuck with me. Yeah. It, bring, it, it brings us back to Little C in the Bronx years ago. And he had a bottle of question... Is it better to be feared or respected? It's better to be feared. <laughs> Little C in the Bronx. Oh, that's from uh, the Bronx uh, Tale. A Bronx Tale. You know, we lived right on right oh, that block. Right? Yeah, nice. Well, did you ever see the guy driving backwards in a in a convertible Cadillac? That's a that was a slick move in that movie. It wasn't Arthur Avenue, but okay, oh. it was 187th Street. Oh, sorry. Okay, right. So right. So we lived like right there. It was like. Three, four blocks away from Arthur Avenue. Mm. But yes. It was Arthur adjacent. Anyway, it's an Albanian neighborhood now. Mm. So we move on, and Moses is continuing in Deuteronomy 4, verse 15. After, you know, he tells him that nice tale about God, you know, needing to instill fear in everyone. He says, Since you saw no form, When the Lord spoke to you at Horab out of the fire, take care and watch yourselves closely so that you do not act corruptly by making an idol for yourselves. So again, like God, okay, here's the weird part though. So he goes on, he's going to eventually be like, I don't want you making like eagles into the shape of like Yahweh. And I don't want you making like minotaurs into the shape of Yahweh. You know, so that's why God doesn't appear like in his own form, you know. Hmm. But the thing is this, we already know, weren't we made in his image? You know what I mean? So like if you're going to make an idol, why not just make like a human looking like idol? Can I ask you this? We got to rewind to Genesis. Did they did they say we were made in His image anywhere in this book yet? I think yeah. I think I'm saying he probably did. It's 43 episodes ago. Yeah, I think so. All right. All right. So so are we are we an expression like we're a home good ourselves? A home good? What do you mean? Like I'm like like I'm 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 a representative of God. I'm made in His image, so I'm a home good. Well, that's why we're special. Because we're made in his image. That's what makes people special. Mm. Welcome to fucking the world, Scott. Mm. Welcome mm. to understanding Christianity. All right. So. So only he can make gods of himself? Because isn't that what we are? No, we're not gods. We're home, goods. we're home goods. We're just, you know, I don't even know what the fuck we are. We're like his little pets. I think he left a big part about it. Like he was talking sins. about how God spoke to you from the fire. You didn't see him, but you heard fire. You heard it come from the fire. And like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just um, heard that part. Well, you skipped the whole part. You went Did past I? that, yes. I went past what? The thing about the fire. All right, go ahead, read it. Well, I don't care now. We're past it now. Are we're, we? We're up to, yeah. All right. good. So that gets us to Deuteronomy 4, verse 20. 
But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron smelter, out of Egypt, to come up, to become a people of his very own possession as you are now. So it's more of that shit where Yahweh needs them. They're his possession. Possession. Possession was the mm. word that was used. I possession. It, I guess it's easy, easy to feel that you can possess people when you feel yourself you're possessed. I mean, the words are right here on the page, right? Oh, There's, they're not even like hiding them. Like Yahweh yeah. wants you to fear him and you are Yahweh's possession. Yeah. That does not sound like the kind of like Lord, God, that I would want to worship. I would be afraid of him. I might follow him yeah. only out of fear. Never Absolutely. out of love. Absolutely. It can never be out of love. No. Because you might love him the wrong way and get your ass kicked. Just how can you love an abuser? And verse... Know, Rusty, how do I do with this podcast? <laughs> and Deuteronomy 4, verse 23. So be careful not to forget the covenant that the Lord your God made with you and not to make for yourselves an idol in the form of anything that the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a devouring fire, a jealous God. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, this is, so remember, this is Moses, right? So you could say, you could say like we did, Moses is an angry old man ranting, right? However, I believe like in modern day Christianity and Judaism, he's revered as a prophet. So his words carry a tremendous amount of weight. He's telling you what God's about right now, or Yahweh. He's telling you what... He's telling you what God's about, just in case you haven't been fucking paying attention right, again. <laughs> right. But this is a good recap because, again... This is a good recap, yeah. It puts, like, everything into perspective. And this, by the way, is just on the trip from Egypt. This is just one car ride, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're not talking about all that other shit that God did before fucking you know, Moses arrived. You know why Yahweh struck these people down, right? Because for 40 fucking years, he said, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are yeah. we there yet? So now let's get on to if you dare worship any other gods, we get to verse 27. The Lord will scatter you among the peoples. Only a few of you will be left among the nations where the Lord will lead you. There you will serve other gods made by human hands, objects of wood and stone that neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. So he makes it a point to say that he sees and hears and, oh, by the way, if I don't like what I'm seeing or hearing, I'm about to fucking eat you, you motherfuckers. He That's see, how I'm taking it. He sees you when you're sleeping. It's he knows scary. when you're awake. Yeah. But! <laughs> but he loves you. But he loves you. I want to re... Okay, okay, finish. Because finish. the Lord your God is a merciful God. He will neither abandon you nor destroy you. He will not forget the covenant with your ancestors that he swore to them. I'll recap a couple of things you said. Go ahead. First, I want to I want to rewind to a point like I, I felt you jumped over. He said, "When you've had children and children's children and children, and they become complacent in the land, if you act corruptly by making an idol, 
Like you, you said, don't make idols, but you didn't. You didn't mention what the punishment was. Sure. In the form of anything, thus doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord your God and provoking him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that you will soon utterly perish from the land that you are crossing the Jordan to occupy. You will not live long on it, but will be utterly destroyed. Right. Like, I think and that's then, important. like, they'll be scattered and, like, so that's yeah. what he meant. So, by the way, when he says destroyed, he doesn't mean killed. So that's why I read that part. The punishment oh, really? isn't the destruction. Oh. The punishment is the diaspora. That we are currently, like, living in. Right. Like, we are being punished for not being, like, good enough in the eyes of Yahweh. And I'm just saying... And that's why we're waiting for the Messiah. Because when the Messiah returns, that's when the diaspora will end. And the Messiah will bring... That's why, like, Jews say Jesus can't be the Messiah because we're still in the diaspora. He didn't bring us together. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was, cool. it was, it was Moshiach. I heard Moshiach's One coming. Let's I be ready. Know. I'm not like King Jew. I wouldn't. Uh, you're Jewish? I would never even microaggress to uh, like, think you were. Yeah. So, okay. Let's okay, get can, can, uh, one more thing I want to bring up. One more thing I want to bring He mentions the covenant. I really feel like the covenant is a one way street. <laughs> like. So far, God has not... Because God only has promised one thing. Yeah. Land. Yeah. So God has not, like, fulfilled any part of his bargain. I mean, he did, like... I guess it rained mana for however long. Do you think, do you think when Moses was saying this and he was talking about <laughs> promised land? So he was like, fucking, we have plenty of land in fucking Egypt. And that guy's elbow went him like, shut the fuck up. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> yes, I think that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> let's get to verse 32. Let's, go. let's see what you're skipping over now. All right. And we talked a little about this, I think maybe before we got on the air, but I'm going to bring this up again. Okay. So, verse 32, Deuteronomy 4. For ask now about former ages. This, again, remember this Moses talking to the people. This is like the young. Uh, Gen Zers, like they don't know from like Sarah and they don't know from fucking Aaron. Yeah, you know what I mean? Know. They don't know any of the OGs. We got iPods now. They don't know about like the original Levites that got burned up for burning the incense all mm-hmm. wrong. You know, they don't know about any of that. Mm-hmm. They they don't know how to use a rotary phone. They don't know how to do a fucking thing with their hands. Yeah, they don't know about like an Atari fucking 2600 cartridge. Uh, I, I do a spreadsheet yeah. for work. Yeah, they don't know how to stick a nickel into the cartridge and like get it to like work properly. Okay, so he's addressing them. For ask now about former ages long before your own, ever since the day that God created human beings on the earth. Ask from one end of heaven to the other. Has anything so great as this ever happened? Or has its like ever been heard of? Okay, here's my question. Rusty? Moses is saying to them right now, yo, speak now. Ask all your questions of, like, Yahweh. But then, like, nobody stepped. Like, there's he just, like, keeps talking and doesn't give anyone a chance to ask. Because now is, like, the opportunity to, like, ask Yahweh you know some why, common though. sense questions. You know why? Because any time a question was asked, people died. Yeah. I'm not falling for this fucking trick. I ain't asking right. shit. I'm right. going to shut my fucking mouth. Right. I'm going to go across the Jordan. It's crazy. So, yeah. yeah. So, he's basically like, yo, you can ask any question you want, 
But then he keeps talking, and all he does, he just goes on and on about how amazing Yahweh is, how big Yahweh's dick is, how no one's ever made Moses orgasm the way Yahweh has. You know what I mean? It's just like this massive like tribute to Yahweh. Somebody should get up from the back and go, too little, too late, Moses, you dead. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's almost like, right, it's almost like Moses is like begging without begging, you yeah, know? Yeah, So that basically gets us to the cities of refuge east of the Jordan. And this is like a section where Moses will basically set up three cities that will be refuges, which we discussed in the last episode. Why was this even mentioned? Why was this even in here? It didn't like seem like it provided any new information. I mean, it seems like it's important to the Israelites or the people at the time that this was written. It seems like that's a very important thing, like this whole murder, accidental murder thing. Maybe based off this rally and this, this speech that Moses has given, he knows someone's going to murder somebody. Yeah. And he wants to let them know where they can run to. Yeah. So... He sets up the three refuge cities where accidental murderers can go to. And then the section ends with something called the transition to the second address, which basically tells us that Moses goes on and continues to address the crowd, which gets us to Deuteronomy 5. And Deuteronomy 5, Scott, is... Is um, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. I was like, I feel like we, I feel like we covered this already. So um, we definitely covered it, but I mean, listen, it's a good thing to go through again um, because it's not it because this the new generation has to be told the story again. Yeah. So basically, mm. this section is very simple. Um, he's gonna go through Moses is gonna go through the commandments again, and he's gonna like really stress the fact that like do not fuck around on these commandments, like don't break these commandments. Um, but what I want you to keep in mind while we're going through this is. As he's telling this, conveniently, no one is alive from the time that, like, the original commandments were, like, presented to so him. He's you, the only one left. Do you think when he's telling this really fascinating story to the congregation, somebody in the back's telling his buddy, he's like, yo, I don't know about you. I heard this motherfucker broke those Ten Commandments. <laughs> right. Because he was like, oh, home goods. <laughs> like, right. he, like, just dropped them. Who knows, like, who knows, like, how that story's changed, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. In the game of telephone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we have to look out for the commandments. You dropped the shit. Yeah. All right. So, he goes on, and he's like, oh, hear ye, hear ye, you know, blah, blah, blah. Gather around my robes, the children. And he goes on to say. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. So that's like the first commandment. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation Seems of fair. those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. I have a question. I am really into Yahweh. I love Yahweh. I do everything Yahweh loves. According to this, to the th to my thousandth generation, right? What happens if my son is like, fuck Yahweh? It's funny you say that. Well, it's all right. It's all right, though. Well, what concerns me... 
I don't feel like I answered your question. Well, how does I'm that sorry. work? I don't know how it if, works. If a thousand, if like all my peoples are blessed, how does that work if like one of them isn't into Yahweh? Or would that happen? Maybe Yahweh has right, ways so, to so, avoid so that. Let's say you have Maybe a thousand- there's something in my DNA. There's like a pheromone that like Yahweh like puts out through the smoke. And it like that's why that's why he likes the Levites. Like that pheromone, like, you know, they like whatever's in their DNA, the pheromone that he releases makes them loyal to him. I was wondering if your odor was pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> mm. That he t- always talks about like a pleasing odor. So, so this is what I'm gonna say. If you do right by Yahweh, he'll be good to a th- for a thousand generations of your kids. So a thousand generations, which is fucking, re- has it even been a thousand generations since this fucking it's, book it's was like, written? It's stupid. He's like really like extending <laughs> himself now. He's like, these people are so stiff-necked and stupid. They'll believe anything I say. He's like, it's it's like that character from uh, Austin Powers at this point where he's like, I want one billion dollars. You know what I mean? I think like, it was a million dollars and that was and Dr. Evil. And then he changed it to a billion, yes. Oh, did he? Yeah. Because yeah, he said something ridiculous. So so here's one. how it breaks down according to this. If Rusty, you are you are you are good with the Lord, he's gonna bless a thousand generations of your children. If five hundred generations later, that f- distant son of yours, great grandson or whatever, says fuck Yahweh, the next five generations are good. But now the clock starts with that guy. After that five hundred generations is up, starting with that fucking kid that I don't know, man. All right. <laughs> so let's know. continue. <laughs> wait, wait, I have something to say. Go ahead. I forgot. So it's important. No, it's important. The first commandment is like, you know, thou shall not have any lore other fucking... I'm number one God. That's it. I'm no other God. Fine, but I, want, I just want to comment on this. So if God says, or Yahweh says, punishing the children of iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation... Anyone I interact with from this day forward that believes they're like a Bible-thumping Christian say, I don't understand why we should be responsible for anything about slavery. I never owned slaves. My father never owned slaves. My grandfather never owned slaves. And everybody stops there because you know what? Your great-grandfather probably did own slaves. So you should be punished. So you cannot hold the Bible in one hand and say you're not responsible for four generations ago of slavery, okay? Fuck these people, yeah, man. Fuck these, fuck these people is right, people, yeah. It's time to fucking have an anti-fucking religious war or something. Let's continue. Yeah, Deuteronomy 5, verse 11. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. So we talked about this, yeah. right? It's Do you remember than, what yeah. we talked about? It ain't just like... Saying Jesus Christ right. or fucking God fuck. It's like invoking fuck. Yahweh's name in like a dispute. And like, I you took know. it further than that. If you like wear a cross around, like a fucking stupid gold cross around your neck, uh-huh. but then act in an unchristian un- way, mm-hmm. you're, you're full of shit. You're using the God's name in vain. Mm-hmm. Don't get a big tattoo of a fucking cross on your fucking arm while you're committing a hit. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. You're right. That's using the Lord's name in vain. That's right. Deuteronomy 5, verse 12. Observe the Sabbath day and keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Because remember, God's got to like collect like some shit on that day. Like you got to stay in the house right. so he can come out and like not get contaminated by your fucking cooties. Yeah. Um, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Go ahead. You want to say something? 
No. Well, well I do, but not, I, I'm not. You shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter or your male or female slave or your ox or your donkey or any of your livestock. I feel like this should be like a Broadway musical. You know what I mean? Like this could be like a song. Or your son, or your daughter, wasn't or that your the, uh, male, or female. Wasn't that the dude on the roof? The, or your the hogs, hot, or your donkey. That's the, Fiddler the on hot the can, roof. The hot can on the tin roof or something? Fiddler on the roof? Was, yeah, wasn't that this? No, it wasn't no, this. I don't know. I never saw it. Like, you saw You saw it? I didn't see it, but I. But that right. doesn't mean I don't know that. It's right. not right. about this. Right. Like, because Lin-Manuel Lin- 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 Noriega wrote it, and you don't like his shit? Because he read one book about his hot tin can roof? Fiddler on the roof is about... Czarist era Russia and a community of fucking like Jewish people, like farmers, that like uh, one tries to hook up, like it's like Romeo and Juliet. Sorry, I mentioned of. it, man. I didn't, I didn't mean to fucking microaggress on anybody. Yeah, fuck off. But let's go back to the Sabbath. Yes. So the, the, the current Sabbath is recognized as Saturday, right? Like this one, people hide in their houses. Well, the Jewish Sabbath is Saturday. The Christian Sabbath is Sunday. You see, I got a problem with this. And the Muslim Sabbath is Friday. Wait a minute. So we can't even agree. What do you call these? The Abrahamic religions? These are the three Abrahamic religions? Mm -hmm. And they can't agree what day the Sabbath is? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell you this. Mm -hmm. Why is it we respect the Jewish Sabbath on Saturday, the Christian Sabbath, Sabbath on Sunday, but the Muslim s- Sabbath, I still have to go to work. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You don't think that's fucked up? It should be a three-day fucking weekend, four-day work week. If you can't decide on what day the Sabbath is, everybody's Sabbath is fucking well, respected. Well, we live in the Christian world. Huh. Like, you know, we live in, like, the Western world, whereas Muslims live, like, in the Eastern world, I guess you mm. would call it. I don't even know. Mm. So. Is it possible that they're all taking the same day off, or because of timeline different time like time zone differences, it's all really the same day? Let's move on to yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep fucking perpetuating a fucking five day work week, asshole. Let's move on to fucking the next commandment, Deuteronomy five verse sixteen: Honor your father and your mother, as the Lord your God commanded you, so that your days may be long. And that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. So yeah, yeah blah blah blah. blah. Have you met my mother? <laughs> Has anybody met my mother here? Like no. Next commandment: Whatever. You shall not murder. Fair enough. Well, but we are setting up three sanctuary cities, so you know, <laughs> just in case exceptions. it slips. That's right. Uh, Remember, those are murders. Those yeah. are accidental homicides. <laughs> right. <laughs> wink, wink. Okay. Neither shall you commit adultery. Go ahead. Because, okay, neither shall you commit adultery. That means neither, meaning in addition to all the other previous laws. So you can commit adultery. You just can't do it in conjunction with all of these other things. Okay, you see where I'm going? Or murder. I I think it's murder and adultery. Like, you can't do those. I'm thinking maybe it's words were left out through translation. Maybe it, it originally said, neither of you shall commit adultery. Right. Right? Because right. apparently it's okay to be adultery, adulterous if you're a man. Mm-hmm. So maybe just words got left and like fucking... You know what? A biblical constitutionist, constructionalist? Yeah. 
Federale would fucking yeah, say that gives do, me permission we to that. cheat. We should create like a government where we follow like the Bible and we'll create yeah. like, yeah. Uh, you know, tribunals. And... Definitely leave out words or add words where we feel it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Neither shall you steal. Neither shall you bear false witness against your neighbor. It's okay if it's like someone from around the corner. You know what I mean? Lie about that motherfucker all day long. Not your neighbor. Neither shall you covet your neighbor's wife. Can you define covet for me? What does covet mean? I don't know. A girl across the street got a big ass. All right. So, like, let's. I don't know what coveting means. Let's. Okay. Let's set up a scenario. Let's say you and I are hanging out at your house, right? Okay. Let's say we're, like, having, like, some cold beers out front. <laughs> okay. And all of a sudden, like, some hottie walks by, right? Yeah. She's wearing, like, short shorts yeah. and, like, she's got, like, the whole thing happening. She's some LL Cool J in the you background. You know, like, we don't even see her face because we don't need to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost better that we don't see her face because that would probably ruin the whole situation. Well, lip gloss was I've shining. Seen the women around here and I got to tell you, bro. Lip gloss shining, man. So, all right. So, coveting. Like, let's say, so we're like looking, you know, we're observing, we're observing. We're like, oh, you know, like, yeah, yeah, uh, you know. We, we turn to one another. We give each other like a knowing like look, you know, and then we like carry on. Is that coveting? Or is coveting like you and I like plotting and saying, yo, we're going to get together, like, and the next time she's coming down the block, we're going to, like, throw a fucking hood over her head and, like, you know, chloroform her and, like, you know what I mean? Like, what's coveting? What what are we talking about? Dude, I was only talking about slipping a roofie into a drink. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what the word is. No, so really, gonna, so coveting. You got to look at covet. What's the level? Is it, like, if you get a boner, is that coveting? I don't know. I really don't know. And is it okay, like, as long as you don't act on it? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So I think like, covet listen, needs to be defined. I we think, do need to, like, murder. You know what it is? It's like, it's like in the Constitution, uh, it's that amendment that says no cruel or unusual punishment shall be inflicted. It's like, that's great, but everything's relative. So, like, <laughs> cruel and unusual to one person who's is got the, not cruel or unusual who, to another. Who's the barometer? Yeah, here? who's, like, deciding, you know? <laughs> So it's like, what is covetous? That's, I think, a big problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be like a whole issue in like across religions, you know? Like, it's definitely an issue with you. People it's get all hung up on that. <laughs> and then, you know, we go on and uh, there's a section titled Moses. No, the... no, you forgot the last one. Neither Did shall I? you desire your neighbor's house oh. or field or. Ma- oh, you know what? Male or female slave or ox. Or... So now, let me ask. All right, again. It, it begs don't the, be envious. It's your, yeah, so I was like, like, does that mean don't be envious of your neighbor's wife? It's don't or, be envious. So of, if it's like, like yo, I want to be happy bang. with what you have. Don't want more. So don't want to bang your neighbor's donkey, right? No, don't. You don't want like. In other words, well, a donkey is a sign of wealth. It's like a Tesla, man. So it's like, yo, if your neighbor's got like a donkey, don't want a hot donkey. What if it's one of them fucking new models that talk? Like in the fucking desert? <laughs> Those are the old classics. They don't make them like that anymore. No, no, no. No thoroughbreds around here anymore. Yeah, yeah all right. Go on, go on. Go on. 
So that basically leads us into the last section that we're going to cover tonight. And I don't even know. It's not even really like a section. It's Moses, the mediator of God's will. No, this is important. Is it? Yeah, because I think he talks about, you saw, remember when you saw God and he talked to you, but then you really didn't see him because I was kind of standing in between you and him. So this is the part. He acts like we all saw him. So this is the part (laughs) where he like basically goes back and he talks about how, remember that time that like God like fucking spoke to me or spoke to you through me. And like, you know, the fire and you couldn't get close and the smoke. Yeah. But I feel like he's telling the story as if everybody saw the face of God. Right. And then someone was like, mm, like elbow went. That's not how so it, Oh, yeah. I mean, um, so, like you could have seen him, but. So that's the thing. So he's telling this to people who are not around. Yeah. So like he's basically like weaving some fucking story. Do you think he could probably tell any story he wanted to tell because nobody saw it? I think he's doing exactly that. I think, think he's so? telling that hmm. story. So this is only 40 years. Could you imagine someone telling reliving a story 6,000 years later? Do you ever watch The 100? Yes. So the that 100... series never fucking ended, by the way. So you watch not, I don't want to. Let's not get into the minutia right. of the one hundred. Let's get through that one quickly. Right. Um, but we can talk about it like next episode if you want. But the <laughs> premise for the one hundred is it's like after there's a huge nuclear holocaust on Earth, the only survivors are like in a satellite orbiting the Earth, and they have these horrific punishments where they send fucking people down to planet Earth, which is uninhabitable. And fucking, they punish a hundred like kids, and they send them to fucking Earth, and these kids like try to survive, and that's the premise for the fucking show. Mm, more or less. More or less. So the reason I brought up the one hundred now is I don't know. <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot why I brought up the one hundred. What the hell were we talking about? Oh, so, space stations. So the Cullings. I find it hard to believe that like they were only up there for like twenty years or whatever, because like their parents were like from Earth. And in 20 years, like, all these, like, new languages formed, right? Like, entire, like, civilizations and societies over the course of 20 years. What? They kept running into, like, all these different societies and cultures. Oh, even on the planet. On the planet. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, And they all had, like, different languages. And, like, it was like, motherfuckers, it's only been 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. With these crazy accents. They had entire cultural customs. Yes. Yeah. It was ridiculous after 20 years. So that's, like... It's like when you were asking about 40 years in the desert, Mm. like would shit have like Mm. been lost or forgotten after only 40 years? I'm I mean, yes, I think 40 years people forget shit. I mean, if you're basing life on your your knowledge of the 100, especially when there's no media to reinforce things. So think about it. Like for us, there's like movies. So even like if we don't know anything about the 1940s. Even if we've seen two or three clips of a movie, we already know, like, this is what people dress like in the 1940s. This is what people, like, act. You know what I mean? Like, we have a frame of reference. Whereas if back then, they had no frame of reference for anything. So 40 years is, like, a long time. Plus, people live to be, like, 30, and then they drop dead. Well, not, not, not yet. A lot no, of them still are, like, 120. Living, yeah, they're yeah, still living true. good right but now. But only the important people, I feel like. But, you know what, the Earth might have been much closer to the sun, so years might have been a lot shorter. Mm. Like the speed ripping around the Earth, the sun. So basically, so Moses, again, he recounts, like, you know, the old stories. 
And the reason that he's telling these old stories is he's trying to explain to the Israelites, when you don't follow God's commands, like he punishes you. Yeah. And I've seen how he punishes people. And you do not want God to punish you like that. So if you know what's good for you, he's like, look, I'm not making it into the promised land with you. So I'm doing you a favor right now by telling I'm yo, motherfuckers, I shouldn't even be telling you all this shit. You know what I mean? But what do I care? Because fucking I'm about to die. Do you think he's telling them this because like he wants like people to say, wow, Moses did everything right. And he still didn't get in. We better be do things more right, right, more righteous. That's what it means. You got to do it right, more righteous than him. And then again, somebody in the back was like, "You know, I'm pretty sure that dude started the story by murdering an Egyptian in the sand." So here's my question to you. The question is, fuck Moses. That's you, not a question, is it? So you have said that Moses is one of the like your most reviled like characters hate, hate in him. the Bible. Is there any redemption through what he's doing now in your um, eyes? Because what is his motivation for doing this? I mean, what is the motivation? Is he just disgruntled and like... If he's disgruntled, I don't think he bothers telling the congregation. But he's disgruntled with Yahweh, He not is the disgruntled with Yahweh. But if he's disgruntled with, disgruntled with Yahweh... Oh, so maybe he actually has love for his people? And he just doesn't want to see the same shit that's happening to him. I mean, the murder that he committed was because of mm. someone slapping around one of his yeah, people. Yeah, so, so vigilante justice to go, let's don't fucking see it through rose-colored glasses, no, man. No, so what he's I'm just saying is maybe he has love for his people, and so like he's going off on Yahweh. like He's like exposing Yahweh. And we can't really blame him for the Levites killing 39,000 and 47,000 being impaled. It's really not no, Moses' so fault. Again, so what I'm, no, what I'm saying is, is there any redemption in what he's doing now? Or what is his motivation? I think because he's still alive. I haven't heard him die yet. Well, he's talking. We're I, literally I, reading I, him I, talking. I, I think he's, I've got 40 years of history on him that I have to get over first. So I'm not ready to redeem him yet. And so, no, this is no redemption in my eyes yet. Okay. This is almost sadness and trying to buy himself some more time. Like, I have no good feelings towards this guy. Right. In the end, yeah. history will re might, may reflect on him differently. Okay. I'm not saying 6,000 years from now, an entire fucking po huge population of the planet thinks this guy's all right. Mm -hmm. I'm just not ready to go there yet. All right, fair enough. So that's where we're at. So yeah. Moses um, is telling old stories. He's warning... You know, the kids about Yahweh, he's like recounting the Ten Commandments, the covenant with Yahweh. And he's like, yo, if you follow these quote unquote simple rules, if you follow these like 1,000 totally non contradictory like rules, you know what I mean? Um, everything will be fine. Uh, but if you step an inch to the left or an inch to the right, which he basically says, your shit's gonna get all fucked up. So he, it's like it's like red light, green light, one two three, one two three, one two three. Don't let him turn around and see you falling over. Do like, not. Isn't that what like Squid Game is about? That show Squid Game is yes, about shit like that's that. That's like yes, adults playing like 
children's game, yeah. but not for just like that high game, right? stakes. Yeah, yeah, it's like all different. Right. I'm gonna read the last, if you don't mind. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy five, mm-hmm. verse thirty-three. Go ahead. You must follow exactly the path that the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live, and that it may go well with you, and that you, you and that you may live long in the land that you are to possess. Right. So that puts like an exclamation on like what I just said, basically. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's almost like if you fucking deviate at this point, you are some stiff neck motherfuckers. Yeah. Everything's been laid out for you. Here's the land. Everything is going to be paradise. Just follow the fucking rules. Yeah, man. Just follow these impossible <laughs> rules. That's the problem, though. I hate Scott, to say this. On. The rules are impossible. I hate to They're say stupid. this. Hold on. I hate to say this because I think I've said this about other things tonight the next person that gets in my fucking face because i'm wearing underwear and that's only because society tells me to and calls me a fucking sheep i want to hit them with a bible people get on you for wearing underwear no i'm just or a mask or any piece of cloth that ain't their fucking business Mm -hmm. i'm gonna throw the fucking bible at them like you want to talk about sheep get out step one fucking inch out of line after reading the first fucking five books of the bible who's a fucking sheep Yeah. yeah go tattoo yourself up asshole yeah. All right. On that note, you got anything else? Are you going to click uh, stop? <laughs> if you don't have anything else. Well, I just, I want to. Yeah, you want to bring it again, down like, in a so, more peaceful moment? Well, I, I just, Let's again, I wanted to, again, once again, thank our patrons for their support. It's much appreciated. Um, we're going to have content um, for you. Uh, we're always thinking of what we can add. So that's going to happen. Um and uh, fuck everyone else. Yeah, man. Have a good one. Yeah. Oh, you know what we're gonna talk about on the Patreon? Remember what I was talking about? <laughs>